time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. Great to have all of you with us today. And today we're going to talk about our prayer life. And how would you describe your prayer life? We talked about this the other day. And, you know, our prayer, uh, our life in God is uh, really rooted in the relationship we have with our Creator. So do you have a set time or do you have uh, set times of the day for prayer? Or is uh, your prayer life maybe sporadic, uh, something you do when you have a few extra minutes or maybe when you uh, get around to it? Well, there's a lot to be said about finding a rhythm of prayer throughout the day, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. And we're going to talk about that today and provide some specific ideas about deepening your life of prayer. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father Michael Hurley. Father Michael, a Dominican priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco and pastor of St. Dominic Catholic Church. Father Michael Hurley, welcome back. Great to have you on the program today. Wonderful to be back with you, Chuck. You know, I got up this morning and I thought, you know what, I think the Lord, the Lord's going to do some powerful things. There's going to be fruit that's born from our conversation and listening today. So I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> well, I am too. Let me uh, take our listeners a little behind the scenes on the inner life. So Nick Schmitz is our producer and the way this works when we get priests like uh, Father uh, Michael Hurley to join us on the program, we try to book them three and four, maybe five or six weeks out because we want to get into what we know are busy schedules and make sure that we can get into into their calendar. And then we typically say, so uh, Father Michael, what would you like to talk about? And then this time he said, I would like to talk about the orarium and we said great what is that <laughs> and and so I, I i honestly had never heard of it i've certainly been around what we're going to talk about today in terms of of um, religious orders and things like that but um, it's it, i find this fascinating and i think it's going to speak to every one of us today so michael uh, father michael hurley get us started the orarium what are we talking about <laughs> So, so our, our orarium is just a kind of a fancy Latin word, which just means the hours or of the hours pertaining to the hours. And I, I think when you when you came back and said you weren't sure what it what it was, I thought, yeah, it's not a word that's really been translated into a kind of normal everyday living. I think it's pretty much a a Catholic uh, religious life uh, sort of description for just the schedule of prayer that we have every day. And here's the idea. The idea goes back to the, the very be, kind of beginnings of, of the faith and God's call to Abraham and to the patriarchs. And very early on, there's the sense that God wants to call his people into a relationship. And so if you look at the Psalms, King David in composing the Psalms, over again talks about a times for prayer. So in the Psalm 119, he says, seven times a day, Lord, I will praise you for your decrees, for your ordinances. And so there's begin this kind of rhythm of the day, which is organized around opening one's mind and heart to praise of God or to petition 
for God. In Psalm 55, it's interesting. I, I often uh, will use it in many contexts, but David says this. He says, evening, morning, and at noon, I will cry and lament to the Lord. And mm-hmm. certainly we can, I, that's what I, content-wise, I say, you know, if you've got, you know, if you don't know what to say to the Lord, how about complaining to him? You can always do that. People are like, oh, okay, I didn't know I can complain to the Lord. It's right there in the Psalms. But, but for, for our purposes today, he mentions evening, morning, and at noon. Translation, he has set times of prayer during the day. And the insight really here is there's no way to grow in our knowledge and therefore our love of God unless we have regular, practical, and set times of prayer for the day. We're we're creatures of habit. As human beings, we are creatures of habit. And if our habits don't include real time for silence, real time for what I call devotional prayer, real time for soaking in the Scripture, the revelation, the Word of God, what we might call liturgical prayer, we can't possibly know or love God and grow in our spiritual life. So an orarium, orarium is a kind of schedule of prayer which creates a rhythm of connecting with God. Because prayer is, as St. Teresa tells us in the Catechism, contemplative prayer particularly, it's simply nothing other than talking to God like a friend. And we need a schedule to do that as creatures of habit. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. Let's open up our phone lines, toll-free number if you'd like to uh, join in the conversation today, 888-914-9149. You can always email us, life at relevantradio.com. But talking about our prayer life uh, today, and uh, how is uh, your prayer life? How's that going for you these days? And um, how do set times of prayer help you in your life of prayer? And when have you made prayer a bigger priority in uh, your faith journey Certainly, if you have any questions about uh, your prayer life, we invite you to join us as well. Again, toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. So, Father Michael, talk to us a little bit when you were trading emails with our producer, uh, Nick Schmitz. Uh, one of the things you said and talking about this daily schedule of marking hours, you described it or you used the word essential for every Catholic life. What do you mean by by that essential? That's such, I think, an important word for us. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me just give an example, Chuck. I, you know, often in uh, chatting with folks and doing di- spiritual direction and, and other kinds of pastoral ministry, uh, folks will have an acute uh, problem or, or um, issue that they're wrestling with. And I often just, my first strategy or my first kind of check-in is, well, do you take time to pray? I mean, so beyond any particular acute problem or need for growth in our life, we need to be praying. And I think oftentimes people say, oh, yeah, yeah, I pray. Um, or some folks will be like, well, maybe I don't pray as, I, as much as I should. But then I always follow up with, uh, tell me how you pray. <laughs> what does that look like? Mm. And I would say 90% of the time, what's described to me is basically perhaps uh, a quick prayer in the, in the morning, like an Our Father, or a prayer before meals, or uh, simply uh, kind of like a, just a quick you know, 30-second prayer before bed. And those are wonderful things, and those are certainly uh, aspects and devotional things as Catholics that we have, but, but we couldn't possibly get to know God or to grow in love of God by spending, you know, less than three minutes a day kind of checking in. It would be like, you know, if you said you had a, a personal relationship with someone when you texted them like once a day, right, to figure out how they were doing, that simply won't work. And so if the essence of our spiritual life, in fact, the essence of our whole life is to, going back to that catechism, to know, love, and serve God, there has to be a daily and 
practical rhythm of communication, a kind of openness to that. And I don't, I don't know about you, Chuck, but when it comes to how I organize my day, we fall into kind of habits of this, like I do this now, I get up and, you know, have my, have my coffee, have my breakfast, go to, you know, go to this and that and all the responsibilities. If prayer is not planned, if it's not part of the calendar, then it's simply not going to happen, right? My day becomes so much more reactive. And the idea of an orarium as being essential is that we need to be proactive in order to build in times that we pray each day. And so I often say, well, start, you don't start, you know, with a, trying to do everything, but start simple. And I think a very, very powerful strategy is to take a little time in the morning, take five or 10 minutes in the morning, and simply say please and thank you to God, right? <laughs> simply ask God for what you need that day and pray for the things you know you're going to do. So when I got up this morning at five o'clock, I, I actually prayed for this moment. I prayed, said I knew I was going to come on the show. I said, oh, Lord, bless this moment for all of us, right? And then I asked God uh, for anything else that might happen today. Similarly, then I said, okay, thank you, God. And usually when I thank God, I thank God for something that's happened in the last 24 hours. I say, Lord, thank you for this moment. And it always makes me aware then that God is present. And then I offer the whole day to the Lord with my devotional prayers to guardian angels and St. Michael and to our Blessed Mother, right? So you just take some time. And those are just my own personal kind of prayers. But we all can take that time right in the morning to offer to God the whole day, asking for what we need, thanking for what we've been given. And then maybe towards the middle of the day or at a time when we schedule might be a good time for like devotional prayer, a rosary, which is a beautiful blend of practical and kind of, if you will, active prayer, but also contemplative prayer. And as a Dominican, we pray our rosary each and every day. It takes 1% of the day, 15 minutes out of the, out of the, the 440 minutes we're given in every day, 1% of the day to pray that rosary, find time to pray that rosary. And then at the end of the day, I would say an examination of conscience. That is where we examine the day and we ask ourselves, how did, how did we respond to the opportunities of God's grace? Where did we miss the mark? Where did we fail? And where are we looking tomorrow for his inspiration? So that's just, in, in my mind, a, a kind of useful way of, of kind of seeing an orarium on a practical level. As religious, of course, we pray uh, to the hours of the day, the liturgy of the hours, which we can get into as well. But I think for most people, if it, it comes to kind of the busy lives we live, uh, it's essential, non-negotiable to be having time in the morning to offer, sometime between then and the evening to take time in, in kind of contemplative uh, powerful prayer here, recommending the rosary or some other devotional prayer or adoration. And then finally, that sense of examining the day at the end of the day, both giving thanks to the Lord and looking for new opportunities. Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I often recommend as a strategy. Yeah, and uh, Father Michael Hurley, by the way, is our spiritual director, if you're uh, just tuning in, talking about our prayer life in the Orarium, which is a is a daily uh, schedule of marking the hours. And, uh, you know, we talk about, um, you know, your community of Dominicans, and I had the great privilege as a, in our production company of producing documentaries for the Trappist monks in New Melloray, Iowa, and the Trappistines um, up in uh, Rentham, Massachusetts. And over the course of a year just to kind of capture the seasons we had the really the privilege and the honor of going into the cloister of both orders for oh five and six times a year you know a day or two at a time so we were up with them at three o'clock in the morning when they started praying <laughs> and uh, they did go to bed early but you know we, we look at what we're talking about today and then we look at the religious orders and i think some of us might be saying well it's easy for them to do this because you know that's all they do is 
pray. And uh, <laughs> they take the time to do that. So how do we begin to to that non-negotiable? I really like that that terminology you used. How do we begin to, to do that when we look at religious orders? It's easy for them. It's sometimes it's not so easy for us to do that. Absolutely. No, and this is why I always stress, don't do try to do everything at once. If someone comes to me and they, they're not in the uh, practice of daily prayer in terms of a rhythm, it would be like, you know, someone who's uh, just starting kind of a, a health uh, and kind of fitness routine to suddenly go out and say, I'm going to run a marathon. You know, that's just, you're going to end up with, you're going to end up with a disaster. You're going to fail at that, right? So you got to start slow. You got to start practical. But we, we certainly, and this is what I said before, I think it's it just as important as kind of what we pray is just that we pray, right? The goal of prayer, in some sense, is simply to be faithful, just to show up, right? To be present to the Lord, to allow the Lord to speak to us, to speak from our heart. And so I would say, in starting out 15 minutes a day, five minutes in the morning, five minutes sometime during the day, and five minutes in the evening is, I mean, bottom, bare bones, right? And anyone mm. can do that. I, I mean, I'll put it this way. I think we vastly underestimate how often we pray to the same extent that we <laughs> underestimate how much time we spend looking at screens. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah. So I think if, if they've got these things on your phone now that tell you how often you're on your screen. And I, I would say if you spent 10% of the amount of your day that you spent on your screen <laughs> in prayer, your life uh, would definitely, definitely <laughs> come to a different place of yeah. sense of growth. So that might be that sometimes I, especially to our young adults, I often will recommend that. I say, I say, you know, Go a week, just use normal kind of, you know, screen usage. And then those, those phones now can tell you how much screen time you're using. Now take as many hours as you did there. Take 10% of that and take 10% less on your screen and 10% more with God. And you'll notice the change. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, and then I wonder, do you recommend actually maybe uh, putting it on a calendar, maybe even setting an oh. alarm to remind us, yes, this is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm doing for the rest of this day. Absolutely. And this is a very Catholic kind of thing. So we have, as, as our listeners, and you probably know well, Chuck, the Angelus, right? <laughs> We're at uh, several times of day at six o'clock and at noon. We, uh, we remember that moment of the incarnation where the, the world literally was transformed and transfigured forever in the coming of uh, the, the word incarnate into our midst. And so uh, for myself, and once again, I have to say, sometimes I don't always do it, but just as a kind of rhythm of the day to set an alarm. So I'll put it this way. Anything that helps you in your normal, ordinary life to remember appointments, uh, to kind of give you a little nudge towards your responsibilities, you should incorporate that same technique and that same strategy towards prayer, right? In other yeah. words, prayer can't be thought of as so unusual or so special that we just have, because we have moments of fervor where we're just like, oh, I just felt like praying today, and I did a whole hour. And it's like, oh, that's wonderful. And then, but what about the next day? Well, now I'm not feeling it, right? Now I'm not really mm-hmm. feeling like I want to pray or feel like I have the time. And yet we need those kind of reminders. So yeah, calendar it, put it on a daily schedule or have reminders and notes and have a prayer partner. So that's just the wonderful thing about religious life is, you know, I get up and I'm like, I'm not feeling it today, but I know I have a whole group of guys that are depending on me and who are going to call me out if I'm not if I'm not coming to prayer, you know, on a regular basis. So we owe it to each other in that way. And so, yeah, have support in prayer. Family, this is why family prayer is so powerful, not just because there's a sense of 
connectivity and communion with a family, but it keeps us, in a sense, responsible to each other, accountable to one another in every way. Yeah, you know, Father Michael, as you're sitting here talking about all of that, I just remember, and I probably should have at some point, and I didn't uh, write uh, down the date when I really started, quote-unquote, getting serious about a prayer life. But I just remember reading uh, the Gospel of Matthew, Seek First the Kingdom. And uh, yeah. that that is really the Scripture that uh, really called me, challenged me. Um, well, I don't know what word to use other than that, but into a life of prayer. And uh, so I just, um, for me, it's all about seeking first the kingdom and the first thing in the morning, let's sit down and let's pray. So scripture was a great source of motivation for me with my prayer life. I can tell you that. Absolutely. And I would, I'm, thanks for uh, bringing that up, Chuck, because I think, yeah, especially as a part of that maybe morning moment we have in prayer, there's so many resources that can give us, like, for example, the gospel or the readings for the day. So even if we can't necessarily make it to a daily mass or, or you know, or, or watch it or view it or be present to it uh, virtually, we can read the readings. And if you read just the daily gospel every day for two years, you have, will have read basically 90% of the gospel, right? So, so in other words, you could have a, an idea of, I want to read all of the gospels, all of, of what Jesus said and did. And there's a way in which if you just simply day by day, little by little, read the, read the daily readings or the daily gospel, you will have done that without really uh, much, you know, it doesn't take a lot of effort to, to, to do that each yeah. and every day if we're committed to it. We are talking today about our prayer life, and how's your prayer life uh, these days? How's that going, and how do you set times of prayer, uh, and how does that help you in your life of prayer? And when have you made uh, prayer a bigger priority in your faith journey? Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. Some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Go away, leave this area, because Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons, and I perform healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I accomplish my purpose. Yet I must continue on my way today, tomorrow, and the following day, for it is impossible that a prophet should die outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how many times I yearn to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were unwilling. Behold, your house will be abandoned. But I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us 
innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Nice to have you with us on the program. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Schaefer answering your phone calls today. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. Father Michael, pastor of St. Dominic Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of San Francisco. Father Michael is a Dominican priest and one of our regular contributors here on the program. Talking today about our prayer life and finding a rhythm of prayer throughout the day. And it's, uh, as we were talking at the time, Top of the show, it's uh, called, it's part of uh, the Aurarium, finding set times of the day to pray. And uh, phone lines are open. We'd love to hear your story. Uh, but how's your prayer life going? Uh, toll-free phone number if you'd like to uh, join us on the program, 888-914-9149. But um, do you set uh, set times of prayer during the day to pray? And when have you made uh, prayer a bigger priority in your journey of faith? Certainly, if you have any questions about your prayer life, we invite you to to join us as well. Again, toll-free number 888-914-9149, our email address, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Michael, let's uh, take some phone calls for you and start with uh, Dave listening in Michigan. Hi, Dave. Uh, thanks for the call. Welcome to the program today. Thank, yes, thank you. Uh, I have two, a look at its two bookends. The morning is uh, through the Magnificat. I'll read the, the daily Mass readings and the meditation. And in the evening, with the help of Relevant Radio, I joined the uh, Family Rosary Across America. In between, it's not set times, but there are certain things that happen that I think uh, get me to pause. And that uh, litany of humility that was mentioned, I think, earlier in the, uh, one of your shows, uh, kind of helps me. So, for example, something may occur at work where my, I would become aware of pride, uh, that I would get upset or frustrated by something and say, oh, why doesn't this person do this? And I would capture that, uh, I would be aware of it, and I would pause and think of that litany of humility and ask for God's grace. So while it is not a set time, it can happen based on what is going on in the day. And again, all that stuff in the middle has the two bookends, the readings in the morning and the rosary in the evening. And that's pretty much where I'm at with mm. my prayer life. Excellent, Dave. No, that's that's I think you're you're right to think even the the for us as religious, the kind of bookends, as you say, are the pivot points of the day are morning and evening. And then as things happen during the day, right? I, I like how you suggest that to us that um, e- equally important in terms of having set times are prepping, having, as you say, set moments <laughs> where you have, I know for myself, I've got a, a repertoire of prayers based on, uh, I say, trigger points, or as you meant, you know, when, whenever you're frustrated or perhaps when you're anxious and fearful or perhaps uh, when you're, you're feeling kind of just down, just emotionally kind of sad or disconnected, you can have your go-to kind of prayers that, that help you. And so, as you mentioned, that litany of humility is good when we, we need to relinquish control, <laughs> right, kind of thing. Uh, but there, there are so many wonderful prayers. And part of the, the wonderful thing about prayer is there's really no wrong way to do it. <laughs> I often say that the Psalms are filled with every human emotion under the sun. So if you're feeling it, 
there's a prayer for that. And so, Dave, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you, you talking about not, not simply just praying because it's a set hour, but also there are moments where we have, if you will, emotional or um, uh, relational kinds of triggers that might hopefully take us into a sense of God's presence in prayer. Yeah. Dave, uh, thanks uh, for joining us. And uh, I I love the image, uh, Father Michael. The book ends uh, with the daily readings and the rosary, but the (laughs) in-between. We all have the in-between, don't we? (laughs) And I guess maybe my question is, how do we take the in-between and uh, turn that into a prayer? And maybe we're just driving to work or driving home from work. Maybe it's a meeting. Maybe it's a lunch hour. How do we take the in-between and uh, turn that into a prayer? Yeah, no, that, that's good. I think this is part of the setting the day off right with that first, the, the first bookend kind of offers the day to God in a way that in the in-between we can kind of imagine ourselves plugging back into it, if you will. So I know for myself, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, the great Dominican uh, saint, uh, has a prayer for study. Or so every time I'm going to, you know, enter into reading the scriptures or prepare a homily or do something that would kind of engage my mind in a prayerful way, I just pray that little prayer of St. Thomas. Um, Or again, if I know, like, when we set out out in the car, there's a a little blessing for traveling. (laughs) You just kind of just say, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth, right? And that's a, a kind of, it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful little prayer I say in many times during the day, but especially if I'm setting out in the car to know that, you know, I need protection while I'm, while I'm driving. In other words, I guess the idea is, as the Scripture says, if the Lord does not build the house, <laughs> in vain do the builders labor. And so the in-between time, the time when we are, whatever the day calls for, building the house, we just take a moment before we enter into that activity simply to offer it to the Lord, right? So that these little, little strategies of, of, of praying. I know that uh, the great saint, uh, Teresa of Avila, would often uh, begin each hour simply by making the sign of the cross. And sometimes we think the sign of the cross is simply a way to begin prayer, but the sign of the cross, if we think about it, is a complete prayer in and of itself if we pray it with intentionality and reverence to simply name God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, making that gesture of the cross, that symbol and sign of God's love for us, that simply sets us up for connection with the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I I know there was a story told where there was someone who was really upset at her and, in fact, tried to put a curse on her uh, using a kind of a a witch. (laughs) And when nothing happened, the person went back and said, hey, you're supposed to curse this person. And they said, my curses are not effective because every hour she simply makes the sign of the cross and it gives a sense Mm -hmm. of protection that the devil, the dark forces of darkness cannot penetrate uh, this, the life of this person simply because they're making the sign of the cross uh, every hour. I'm like, oh, that's a nice little, a nice little thing to think about. So the in-between really has uh, a rich uh, ability for creativity around both particular set moments and thinking about the activities we enter into as a kind of partnership with God, a partnership with the one who really builds, who is the source of our strength and the fruitfulness of our lives. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. If you're just joining us, you are listening to The Inner Life, coast to coast and around the world on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This is our program on spiritual direction, talking today about our prayer life and setting specific times of the day to pray. How do you do that? Or maybe you don't, but if you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear if you have any questions 
questions about your prayer life, feel free to join us on the program today. Toll-free number 888-914-9149. Before we get to some more phone calls, can you make a point for us, Father Michael? Because I, certainly you've heard it, I've heard it, I've probably said it in terms of we talk about our, our prayer life. And you know what? I just don't have time. Life is so busy, it's so frenetic, that I just don't have time for something else in my life. But can you talk a little bit about the gift of time? The reality, as I like to say, is time is all we have, and it really is a gift from God. Then the question is, how are we going to use it? Absolutely, and I think that's the right perspective, Chuck, to to see time as something not that it's owed to us, but truly a gift, because we, we tend to receive gifts with a sense of, of gratitude and wanting to make the most of them, rather something that we're owed, right? Something that's ours by right. We can do what we want with it, right? But to see, just try to get off on the right foot, to see every day as a new opportunity from God, how can we not be grateful for that? How can we not say, I want to put this to best use? And so just remembering just from the beginning of the day, the gift of time is, is so important. And then I would say, even for myself, when I say, okay, I'm, I'm too busy, I say, well, just take a moment, write down or somehow mark everything you know you have to do today, <laughs> and then write down everything you'd want to do today, <laughs> and then kind of compare those lists in a sense. In other words, I think once again, we tend to overvalue our busyness when it comes to getting sucked into things that perhaps don't really serve us well. They're not fruitful for us. I, I hate to keep coming back to the, the way we interact with technology and the screens, but, but it's so easy to just get diverted <laughs> into things yeah. that at the end of the day <laughs> have just become habits and are just not that productive for us. I think, I mean, right now we're, we're bombarded with a, a whole kinds of like news. I was just talking to someone and they're just saying, gosh, I'm really feeling down and depressed about life. And so I, we kind of explored that and it turns out, you know, they're consuming, you know, two plus hours of, of news about politics and pandemic and thing. I just said, I said, you know what, the election's going to happen, <laughs> whether you, whether you tune in or not, <laughs> that the pandemic will, when it, when, when we, when we have a breakthrough, you're going to know about it, <laughs> right? Just unplug <laughs> from these sources of, that are really keeping you in a sense of worry and frustration and anxiety. And it's better spent <laughs> in a sense, connecting with, with God, offering yeah. your day to God and, and really thanking God for and, and asking him what, what he, his will for you is. And so yeah. I, I think sometimes we overvalue how busy we are in terms of its fruitfulness for us. Yeah. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director, talking about our prayer life. Let's uh, head to Los Angeles and Bertha is listening uh, out there. Hi, Bertha. Good to have you on the program today. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, I was just sharing about what my uh, prayer life is like today, but um, I think uh, is hearing the two of you, what a gradual process it's been. Today, uh, for example, I, I, just, uh, I, I used to be years ago, and, and I'll tell you, I'm 55 now, but I used to be in my 30s and, and into my early 40s probably. So it's very busy, very, very busy all the time. And um, and I would do the one minute in the morning, one minute in the evening. But then as I, my prayer life has just changed as, as different needs have arisen, I think. Um, I was going through a very stressful time at work. And I heard once, um, I started to do the little books during Lent and Advent and just dedicating those six minutes in the morning and uh, setting my kitchen timer and sitting at the kitchen table and just doing that without interruption. And I loved that. And then I heard that athletes, 
start their day preparing themselves, you know, and I thought, well, this is how I need to prepare myself for my uh, stressful, difficult days at work, right? If I don't spend these six minutes with my Lord, then how can I be ready for the day? And that really hit me. So I started increasing that. I started reading the Bible. And now today I have my stack of books that I do, my daily, my Saturdays, my Sundays, and I love it. I mean, during the week, it's 30 minutes because I have a number of things to do before I start work. I'm working from home. And before my meetings start, I read three, at least three verses of the Bible. So I've read, I'm starting with the gospel and then going back to the Old Testament, alternating. I'm hoping at some point to read the whole Bible. But I'm taking, you know, one to three verses at the time every single morning. And then I do the Magnificat for the day. Um, and I have a couple of devotionals, uh, like, for example, Do Something Beautiful for God by M uh, Mother Teresa. And it's just a little paragraph, and it's very inspirational for the day. I have a book of my minute a day with the Holy Spirit. I have the prayers that I do for our Blessed Mother, for, you know, different saints. Um, so, but my point is I have my, my stack of books, and that's my morning ritual, and I need that to, to be able, I, I, I can't not do that to do my, the rest of my day. And then now in the pandemic, um, I've been, since I don't have to commute, I get on my treadmill and I put the mask on, and I've been watching the mask every morning as I'm on the treadmill before I get ready to start my meetings. And then at noon, I do the Angelus, and um, as close to noon as possible around my meetings. And at 3 o'clock, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and again, as close to 3 around my meetings. But I look forward to those moments with God, kind of a respite from my day and the stress. And then in the evening, I, um, after I serve dinner here and I'm done with work, I take a little walk, and then I walk over to my mom's, and we pray the rosary together every single night. And again, that's something that, um, that kind of gives me a lot of peace. It's a nice ending to the day. Um, and then... Um, I've read books along the way, and, and that's what I do Saturday, Sunday. I add to my morning prayers. I'm always reading a religious book. So I've read some of the Matthew Kelly books. Right now I'm reading um, Humanivite. And, um, and so, you know, different books, and I've really found the time to do it. So I take it a little at a time. So that during the week my morning prayer is maybe 30, 40 minutes, you know, but on Saturdays and Sundays, I sit with my coffee, and it's an hour and a half or two hours as if I have that, and I read, and it's been wonderful. I read the Matthew Kelly book, uh, I Heard God Laugh, which gives you the steps for prayer, um, and it, it, it was very helpful to me, so I follow that. That's my conversation with Jesus every morning, and I, I review the last 24 hours. And uh, the one thing I'm missing and that I'm still working on is that evening um that evening review of my day, but I do it in the morning for the last 24 hours. But after the rosary, after I come back home, I'm kind of wiped out, and I just do my, my brief evening uh, before I go to sleep. But that's something that I would like to add is that evening um, kind of reflection on the day eventually. But um, I just hearing your program got me to thinking of how my prayer life has grown over the years. And it doesn't happen uh, immediately. It's very gradual, and I kept adding this thing here, this thing another year, this thing. So it's grown to where it is now, and it's comfortable, and it's what I need to face my days, and it gives me a lot of comfort. So um, mm. thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, Bertha, that, that sounds beautiful. And I, I like how you mentioned uh, that it wasn't all at once, right? <laughs> it, was, it was step by step. Yeah. 
Well, you know, and I think that's so important for us. Uh, Bertha, great story. I'm sitting here thinking we ought to uh, make an audio recording of that for everybody on Relevant Radio to kind of know what to do (laughs) in our prayer life. It's just so, so you can hear this, um, Father Michael. It's, it it grew gradually, but you can hear the richness of that, can't you? Absolutely. Just the way she was describing how, you know, she went from just kind of like just like a minute a day to really having that insight that like just in anything in life, if we want to grow in anything, whether that's, you know, playing a musical instrument or like an athlete growing in in proficiency in any way, we've got to prepare. We've got to, if you will, practice. We've got to get repetition, right? The old, you know, 10,000 hours of doing anything gets you into some kind of proficiency. And why would we expect prayer to be any different? I think sometimes we think prayer is reserved and, and like real, like contemplative, fruitful prayer is reserved for either religious or priests or people who have a special gift or charism of the Holy Spirit. And all those things are true. God does give a charism of prayer to folks. There are folks like myself who are called to, to pray uh, in, in the religious life. But to everyone, God gives the ability to communicate with and wants to communicate with us. And in this way, prayer is an art. It's not, it's, there's not, it's not mystical. It's not somehow just a gift. It's, it's really an art, which, what, what does that mean? It means we've got to practice. We've got to do it. We've got to stumble and fail. We've got to grow in it. We've got to persevere in it. It's not always going to be easy. Sometimes we have something to say to the Lord. Sometimes we have to just say something, right? There's a real uh, aspect that we, we can grow in even our techniques of prayer or our availability to prayer. And that I think the greatest danger to prayer that I know I face personally is simply that sense of faithfulness, of, of showing up, of being available in the midst of, of that availability to truly be intentional about it, not just simply go through the motions, but to simply have be faithful and intentional. And I, I, I couldn't do it without a schedule. I couldn't do it with my, my brothers basically call, calling me at, you know, every time during the day to come and to gather and once again make myself open to the Lord yeah. and to praise Him. Bertha, great story. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director, talking about our prayer life and how is uh, your prayer life these days. And do you set times of prayer during the day? We'd love to hear your story. But when have you made prayer a bigger priority in your faith journey? If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Father Michael Hurley is our spiritual director. Father Michael, a Dominican priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, pastor of St. Dominic uh, Catholic Church there in the city by the bay and talking today about our prayer life and uh, the set times of prayer during the day. Are you able to do that? Um, has it made a difference in your faith journey? If you'd like to join us in the time we have left, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Just a reminder, our election next week, uh, fast approaching that, just a reminder that we 
have a free ebook, Father Rocky's uh, free ebook um, called Vote Your Conscience. That's available on our website, relevantradio.com slash vote. You can also sign up and receive it uh, uh, on the Relevant Radio app as well. But this will uh, just help you uh, really form your conscience, uh, really in all areas of your life, but certainly as uh, we look to uh, voting next week. But again, it's called Vote Your Conscience. It's uh, free. All you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com slash vote, and you can also sign up on the Relevant Radio app. So, Father Michael, before we get back to um, uh, some phone calls for you, can you before we went to the break, you were talking about being faithful, just showing up, being intentional in our prayer life. And as I was uh, praying about this today, the word consistent came up. And maybe that's my question. Trying to be more prayerful, how do we stay consistent in our prayer life and trying to pray uh, during those set times during the day? Yeah, no, I, I think that's really kind of the goal. It, it'll, it's interesting. You talk about people who do something at a professional level or with excellence. They'll say the real difference between being okay and being great is not any particular moment, but that they can just consistently do it over and over and over again. You know, the, the golfer is not one who can make, you know, the hole in three shots, but can do it over and over and over again. And so that's what we're really looking for when it comes to prayer. One of the uh, aspects and essential aspects of prayer is that consist- consistency. And let me just give you some, uh, in my own life, the uh, things that I've discovered, that the first tip to consistency, I would say, is just to first to recognize it's going to be hard, right? It's not going to be easy. And so it's kind of like when you set out for a journey or a task, you want to at least prepare yourself in terms of expectation. And to know consistency is really difficult. And in fact, I often tell people, especially when you're going to try some new aspect of prayer, you can expect that you will be tempted and you will have a sense of attack in your life. And that's not because you're doing something wrong, but it's because you're probably turning a corner to do something powerful and fruitful in your life, right? And so you can expect that the moment you try to be consistent, you will have all sorts of temptations and distractions and diversions. You're going to get attacked spiritually. And so just to know that, to be aware that when you see consistency, you will be attacked. So that's okay. Put it there. And then Secondly, to say, let's not connect my emotions to this, and this is where that daily schedule comes in. When I'm, I, I know for myself, if, if I'm not feeling it, oh, it can be so hard. But sometimes even the times, and I would say precisely the times when I don't want to pray, but I, in a sense, force myself or simply just show up, can be the most fruitful times because they're, if you will, wearing away my ego, the sense that I'm in control and allowing God to take the wheel. And this is, I think, the third tip, and that is to remind myself of the fruit that's there, the opportunity. So I loved earlier in the show, Chuck, how you shared that story where where kind of that that scripture of seek ye first the kingdom of God, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his righteousness. Or or again, I I think one of my favorite verses is Matthew um, chapter 7, verse 7, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, right? So it's that idea that there is fruit anytime we come to the Lord, even if we're not at our best or most intentional, that the Lord always has fruit. I'll put it this way. We never regret the time we spend Mm. in prayer, right? We'll never look back and be like, you know what I did? I just spent too much time praying, (laughs) really, no. And then I think the last tip is, and this might sound circular, but but it's part of the process, is to pray for consistency, (laughs) right? Mm. In other words, we want to be consistent, bring that as a, a specific intention. And by doing that, we actually 
um, grow in the virtue we really want to grow in simply by doing it. So to know consistency is going to be hard. We're going to be attacked. We haven't done anything wrong, but that's just the nature of the spiritual life. We can't root it in our emotions, how we feel about it. It's got to be a choice that we know and keep reminding ourselves will bear fruit and that we can bring even that virtue of consistency, which is essential to prayer as its content and what gives it shape. Yeah. Father Michael Hurley, our spiritual director, let's take another phone call. Becky, listening in Youngstown, Ohio. You're up next. Welcome to the program. Yes, hi, thank you. Good afternoon. I just have a quick story um, about how we're talking about prayer life. I work with a gentleman who I know has no religious background, and uh, a great guy, and all he, he, all he does is work full-time, and he deeply cares for his mother that is in a nursing home. That's his whole life. So he has visits with her, and that's all. He can't wait for the next visit. Basically, that's all he talks about. So last week I was at the shrine, and I thought, let me just pick her up a little bottle of uh, holy water. So I went into work, and I gave it to him, and I said, give this to your mom and have her bless herself. And he was so touched, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And then he came into the back room with all of us having lunch. And in front of everybody, he didn't even care. He said, I don't want to embarrass myself, but how do you bless yourself? And I showed him how. And I ended up purchasing a couple of days later a bottle for him. And I brought him an Our Father prayer card. But he said, I don't know anything about prayer. I don't even know. And I said, I said, all you have to say all day long is God help me. There's a prayer right there. Is God help me. Mm-hmm. And he, he's an amazing person. And for him, the small thing that I did for him, but he took that, you know what I mean, like that was something really huge. And he gave it this past weekend to his mom, and she said she was really touched. But now I think that he's excited to even start a little bit of his own prayers. Wow. That's oh. my story. <laughs> Becky, that's a tremendous, a tremendous story. Was there some uh, inspiration that you had? You said you were praying uh, yourself in that moment. You thought, let me get some holy water. I went to the shrine. When I went to the shrine, I was picking up cars and everything else for everybody else, like my kids or, you know, different people. And something yeah. hit me, like, I think I should bring this to him, even though I know he has no, you know, he's never been brought up that way. And it's kind of funny, you'll think this is comical he's a real big burly guy with a million tattoos and piercings and you you know what i mean when i literally handed him this it's like his heart melted and he was you know i i ended up going back and i got him a little medal of saint anthony and he brought a chain he already put it on this all happened within a week so it's you know he's interested and you know how how do you pray or how can i pray what can i pray for wow and these little tiny little steps I can take, I'm thrilled that, you know, he's all excited to reach out. That's, that's beautiful, Becky. And I, I, to, to me, that says, as we're coming to the end of the show, I, I love that story because it reminds all of us that even small little acts of, of sharing your faith or, or sharing just holy water or so, some uh, little aspect or treasure of our faith can make such a 
big difference. We're not in charge of, of bearing the fruit. We just have to make that little gesture as inspired as you were and how powerful that is. That, that's a great, that's a tremendous story. Yeah. Becky, thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, it is a tremendous story. We've only got about a minute before we have to wrap up, but just got an uh, email from one of our listeners in Texas and just talking about uh, scheduling uh, and how it's uh, and goes kind of through a pretty, pretty extensive uh, schedule. But uh, really want to focus on silent time and meditation. Uh, she says uh, she is the uh, mom of four, all under nine, <laughs> working part time from home and uh, really made the schedule and have completed it uh, all the way through. She does talk about she feels like she's really being called to be intentional with her prayer, have a strong desire to have a deeper relationship with God. I don't want to be a fair weather friend anymore. I think sometimes we are fair weather friends in our relationship, aren't we? We are, and I love how she mentioned silence. I think that's another aspect which we often overlook, simply the power of silence. I, I know uh, uh, Pascal, the, the great uh, French philosopher, said that all the, the world's problems are, are rooted in the fact of our inability to sit quietly in a room for five minutes, right? And yeah. there's a real spiritual dimension there, the sense of silence. So, So for all of you out there, Take one aspect of your day that you can incorporate into some creative new avenue of prayer and never underestimate the power we have to share our faith with others, to to invite them to a deeper experience of prayer in their own life. Amen. Amen. Father Michael Hurley, pleasure to have you on. Uh, Less than 10 seconds for a final blessing for all of our listeners. And may the Lord bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael, great insights. Thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. We do appreciate you taking time to join us. Thanks uh, to all of you listening today. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass, and then we're back again tomorrow. Hope to see you then.